My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. The first book of Chronicles in chapter 16, verse 35, it says, and, and say, or let's read verse 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Can someone say he is good? Hallelujah. For his mercy endures forever. And say ye, this is, you're saying, well, is there something else I can say as we adore him, as we worship him, as we lift him up, as we give God praise, as we give God the glory? To say, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Jesus said, as often as you pray, this is how you pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, holy sanctified is your name. And I thank God this, this, this is just not New Testament teaching and it's just not Old Testament teaching. It's both, praise God, from the Bible. So if you have a Bible, you can read with me where David was serving God. I mean, this is the, coming out of the teachings of Moses. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. That's verse 25. He also is to be feared above all God. So I thank God today. As we take some time, you know, God is, he, he, he is worthy to be, and that verse is in here, if I find the right verse. Um, verse 23, sing unto the Lord. Again, First Chronicles, if you're just joining with me, verse 16. Sing unto the Lord, all the earth show forth from day to day his salvation. Blessed be his holy name. I'm going to just do a level check. I'm trying, if somebody can help me find, there's a verse in this chapter that says that he is worthy to be praised. If I can find that verse so that we can read it. Hallelujah. Read it in French. Uh, for great is the Lord. Oh, okay, it says different. In French, oh, here we go. That's why I'm looking for it. Verse 25, it says in French that he is worthy to be praised. Here it says great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. There's a verse in the New Testament that says that he is worthy of our praise. So who is going to praise him? Amen. this is where it's up to you and I today. Praise God. Because there's people going about their business. And sometimes I, well, quite often I do blame them. Sometimes we can't blame them because that's all they know. But they're to and fro and they have their responsibilities in their family lives and wherever they be. But wherever you are today, if you're at your cottage, if you're sitting around the campfire, if you're in your kitchen, in your living room, wherever you are listening to me, if you don't mind, out of respect, stand to your feet. Because God is not, he's, he, when the Bible teaches us that he is worthy, he deserves our praise. Well, 
I don't know about the person walking up and down the street. I'm just not going to depend on them. I'm not going to take any chance on what they're up to. I'm just going to do what I know to do as it is written. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as you join with me today, I thank God that we can make all the difference in the world that God will sit there and say, there's a daughter. Hallelujah. There is a son. I am receiving a sacrifice, amen, of praise, an odor of a sweet smell, amen, a sacrifice of praise. I'm not lighting candles. This is not incense. This is not smoke that's twirling its way up into the heavens. This is the fruit of my lips, giving, amen, giving God thanks, giving God praise, giving God glory, as the Bible says, continually. Hallelujah. So I thank God today. Praise God. These are things that we read. This is why it's important to read the scriptures. This is why it's important to know what the Bible contains because this is, this is, our, this is what gives us the instructions that you and I need today. Praise God. So it's an easy thing. It's not too difficult. I know today may be a little different. Usually we have the organ, as the Bible says, to praise him on the organs and on the stringed instruments and on the cymbals and such. So today we don't have the backing or the encouragement of these, of these boxes or of these instruments. But what's in your heart today? Praise God. Let's show it to God. Let's give it to God. Put your hands up. Hallelujah. As I mentioned, in 30 seconds I'm going to pray. So share this link with your friends and family and let's get ready. Praise God. To do what the Bible says. God is looking. Amen. As the Bible teaches us. Amen. God is, he is searching. Praise God. He's going, he, we, he is a God that hears. Amen. So we're not here to murmur. We're not here to complain, but we are here to lift him up and to give him praise for what he has done. When I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, praise God, my very soul cries out, hallelujah. Praise God. At home you shout hallelujah. Amen. Young people at home, hallelujah. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I thank God today for the blessing that we have, praise God, as we come together. I thank God that we can exhort and as we testify and as we exchange scriptures and as we read through your word, hallelujah, all the glory goes to you, praise God, amen. This is not something that is carnal, this is not something that is earthly, but this is something which has come from heaven for you. So love the world that you gave, and I thank God today, praise God, for that gift, which we have, praise God. If someone's listening to me for the first time, there's a gift for you. May they accept, may they receive this gift for as many as received them. To them, he gave power to become the children of God, sons and daughters of God today. And I thank God for this power which belongs to each and every one of us today. Through Jesus Christ, your son, I thank God for the blessing which we have today. Praise God, amen. Not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but as we have come together to lift up, amen, a name which is a mighty name, a name which is a powerful name, a name which is salvation, a name which is deliverance, a name which is healing, a name which is miracles. Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Amen. That name which strengthens us, that name which makes devils tremble. Hallelujah. As we say that name, and praise God, no matter where we're at in this world, as we say that name, there's deliverance. Praise God. Power and victory. Praise God. Amen. Victory over sin. Victory over sickness. Victory over, the, the victory over death. Victory over the grave. I mean, when it comes right down to it, praise God. Amen. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. We are mighty through him who strengthens us. Praise God. And I thank God today. Praise God. And I pray this. Amen. This power. I pray this anointing into every single person listening to me today. Praise God. Amen. That they not be without this strength. They not be without this mind. They not be without the zeal and the courage which we need as we endure unto the end. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, I thank God for the blessing which we have today. Praise God. Because you daily load us up with these benefits, with these blessings, praise God. And I say thank you. At home, someone says thanks. Praise God. Someone in front of me, someone say thank you, Jesus.
all the days of my life, praise God. Lord, I thank God for the message which we are about to receive. Praise God. I pray for ears to be open right now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Ears open to hear, eyes open to see, hearts that are open to receive what you have for each and every one of us today. Thank God for this technology as we sow into the world. Hallelujah. As we bring forth light in this, in this world filled with darkness. But I thank God the light that we have. It's just, this is not ordinary light. This is light from above. This is marvelous light. Praise God. Bring us out of darkness into this marvelous light. If someone's in darkness, Lord, I pray that they see the way, which is your son, Jesus Christ, and get them, get them out of darkness in the name of Jesus. Pull them out of that sinking sand. Pull them out of that miry clay in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise God. Claim souls. Be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name today. As the word of God comes forth, Holy Ghost, anoint it. Praise God. May every word that proceeds out of my mouth may find its way into good ground. Hallelujah. Good seed and good ground will produce a good root, and that'll make good fruit for the husband and our father, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. I give you all the praise, and I give you all the glory for this blessing, which we have today. Praise God. I and mean, thank God again for this technology as we share this link, as we spread the word, so as many people as possible can get ready to receive, Lord. I pray, praise God, amen, that this message will not be in vain, but it will be a blessing to all my brothers and sisters, even now through this live stream, or tonight, or or as it replays, or tomorrow, or maybe it's just minutes before Jesus comes back, but their souls will be saved. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Devil, we resist you now, and we watch you flee in Jesus' name. If you want to hang around, whether well, you need to be stuck under my feet as I tread on, tread on serpents and scorpions, in Jesus' name, praise God. Amen. I thank God today as we further the kingdom of God. Praise God. Souls will be added unto the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God for all those listening, listening a first time, listening a second time, even if they're listening a third time to this message. May they be blessed. May they be anointed. May they be filled with the word of God. May they receive in abundance. Praise God. Amen. Everything that we be, need, may, may we may, that we may be empowered, praise God, with what you have, with what is required as we live in these last days. This is life in these last days, and I thank God we're ready. We're ready for the return of Jesus Christ, but are we ready for what's coming, Lord? I thank God today, praise God, amen, that we will have the determination that is required, praise God, amen, to, to endure unto the end, for the same shall be saved, praise God. Bless my brothers and sisters across this nation, to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. In Jesus' name, praise God. I thank God for the blessing once again to open up the word of God, for we do not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth out of your mouth, and I thank God today, praise God. We've come into this place hungry, and I thank God we will, shall be filled, praise God. Amen. Fill us till our cup is running over, praise God. Thank God for that manna which cometh from heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread, praise God. And as we get ready to receive of the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank God for this opportunity once again. Hallelujah, to be used as a vessel, meet for the master's use, honorable today in Jesus' name, praise God. I pray and I declare and decree these things in the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. All the saints, all the people of God, everyone says amen. Praise God. At home you say amen. If you agree with what I've said, say amen. Praise God. Amen. Everyone, let's give Jesus a good hand. At home, make some noise. The Bible says to clap your hands, all inhabitants of the land. Praise God. So let's do that. Amen. A few English people that is with me, that is around me. Praise God, amen, with smiles on our face, with joy in us, in our hearts, and our minds. Praise God. Let's 
be serving God, just as the Bible teaches us. Hallelujah, to serve him. Amen, for he is worthy. Hallelujah, clap your hands unto the Lord. All ye land, praise God. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Serve the Lord with a dance. Hallelujah, amen, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God, hallelujah. So I thank God, amen, for the blessing that we have. Hallelujah, that we can make our requests be known unto God, that we can just glorify him as we lift him up, as the Bible teaches us, knowing that he hears us. Praise God. This is what makes the difference. So at home, amen, what I have said, what you have said in prayer, it's not in vain. Praise God. We serve a God who has ears. The Bible says that he is attentive. Hallelujah. As he looks upon us. And I thank God for that blessing, praise God, that we can have today of the word of God. You know, this is I don't know where you're listening to me from or from what country or this is a live broadcast from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And we are blessed. Amen. I can still open up the word of God and I can still preach what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody has come in through these doors to sit me down or to shut me up. So I give God all the praise and all the glory for that. We are blessed. Even though I, I understand that this is, these are the last days and this is the last times we use that expression and in certain parts of this world, this cannot be done any longer. But here we are, amen, using the resources of the World Wide Web and a camera which doesn't cost very much money and a computer. And, and, uh, and I'm going I'm to preach. Hallelujah. So if you've joined with us for the first time, I trust that you have your Bible because I'm going to read. I've got a lot to read because God has a lot to say. Praise God. Amen. So get your Bibles. Find a place that's comfortable. I'm probably good for an hour, if not more, with all the scriptures that I've put together. I've been meditating on since the last time we met this week. Hallelujah. So go ahead and do that and get ready to be blessed by the Word of God. Hallelujah. I welcome all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into the presence of God. Today, I trust you have your Bibles. It's important. We're going to read, and I'd like you to read with me. I'm going to be reading from a King James Version. So if you have that version, we'll be reading word for word. If not, you may be struggling to try to keep up with what I have to read, but that's, hallelujah, that's the Bible I was raised in, and um, I'm still, still, still sticking to it despite the opinions of uh, some people. And uh, I thank God for his word as it is written. Praise God. And the word of God, which is, I, you know, some people sit there and say, that, that's an old book. It doesn't work anymore. Well, you know why this still works? I mean, it's an old book. I don't, I don't argue with them because it is, it, it's, an old, it's an old book. You can't argue with that. It's an old word. How old is it? Well, in the beginning was the word. So how old is that? You know, some people sit there. Well, King James, that's 1610 or 1611. That's like 400 years old. And that's how, when it was translated in English. But before that, you have, uh, I've had the personal uh, blessing to say um, to, right before my eyes. I mean, behind, a, behind a, a plate of glass, I've seen the original scrolls of Jeremiah and Isaiah, pieces of it. Amen. I ha I've had that blessing to, to, um, to, uh, to see that, virtually almost get, touch it, and um, you, you get to see the light. It can't be, uh, it, it, instead of being 
exposed to the light. The light dims. It comes on for a few seconds, and it dims for 10 seconds, and it comes on. So you stand there, and you look at what, what men or what historical finds claim to be the original writings of Jeremiah and Isaiah, amongst other pieces of parchment that they have found. And I've had that blessing as far as uh, being that close uh, so again, going back, say, yeah, this is old. This goes way back, but so does God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it, and it doesn't really matter how old it is or when it was written because God is. God still is. I mean, He was yesterday, He is today, and He will always be. That's the God whom we serve. So His Word. Amen. If God was dead, His Word would be dead. And I'd, I wouldn't be here, and neither would you and I. Amen. We wouldn't be wasting our time. But because God is not dead, but he is alive. Hallelujah. His word is alive. Amen. If I was dead, there'd be nothing coming out of my mouth. There'd be no life. Amen. But I thank God, even though, you know, we just finished our French service for almost three hours. And, you know, my flesh is the wear and tear maybe on my flesh. But I'm not dead, so I can still make some noise. I can still make some sound. Praise God. And that's just like the God that we serve. He is not dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. We even sing that song sometimes. We'll have to wait till the organist comes back. Amen. My God's not dead tonight. He is alive. Praise God. Amen. I feel him in my feet. Feel him in my hands. I feel him all over me. Hallelujah. So because God, who is the originator, who is the speaker of, this, of his word, he is eternal, his word is eternal. And we're going to look at some verses that are going to confirm this if you stick with me. In the next few minutes, we're going to read where, well, last week we read where things, visible things, we should not be, you know, have our focus on things that we can see. Amen. And the reason is, I don't know if you've listened, if you listened to the preaching or the teaching last week, or if you were able to go back and listen to it again this week, a lot of things get said in about 90 minutes. So sometimes it's good. I, you know, go back and play it two, three times. Um, I don't know, more than that, even this week would just be in play or replay mode as I would go about and I'd, even myself, so I, I said that, okay, Holy Ghost, praise God. So when, when, I, when I go back to everything that is being said, like all the way to the beginning, as I said, when God began to speak these things, now that word created certain things and those are the things that we see. But we're given focus not to, or we're, rather, we're given teaching not to focus on the things that are visible, but on the invisible. Now, if I stand, like the disciples, here's an example that we have in the scriptures. The disciples came to Jesus and said, look how nice that architecture is. Look at the stone upon stone. And, you know, like, you know whoever designed, you know, the, the shape or the beauty of that building and such. And Jesus said, ah, it's all going to fall, you know, stone upon stone. It's all, it's all going to come apart. So if, if I stand, and, and, and that goes to say with anything else, which is visible. So if, if I am to focus or if, if I set my attention on visible things, things around me, my bank account or my automobile or my house or whatever, whatever that's, it's, it's all going to come to naught. If I, it's, it's going to discourage me because I see it deteriorate. I spend top dollar on a brand new car, but five years later, it's, full, it's got some rust holes and rust spots and the paint doesn't shine very much. It deter These are visible things that deteriorate. So if I was to be carnal or if I was to be fleshly, my, my happiness and my joy would deteriorate along with these things that rust and fall apart. 
Amen. So that's why we have teachings, and this was a teaching last week. We don't look at these things. We look at something. I look up from whence cometh my help. I look, amen, I look towards something. We look towards the, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we even read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, seeing that we have this ministry. I can see things because this, I have this ministry. We faint not. Down to verse 16 in that chapter, while we look, we're looking for something. Hallelujah. And like I said, don't look for something that is carnal or that is earthly or that is temporal. It, it's just not going to be around for very long. And then it's like, well, now what? When the disciples had their eyes on Jesus Christ, everything was fine. One year, two years, they sailed together. They walked on water. They, they, they uh, crossed the lakes, they, the boats. Uh, they fed you know, in the wilderness. They, they did all kinds of things together. Then one day, Jesus came along, and he says, now, listen, he says, I don't want you to fret. I don't want you to be nervous. Don't be scared or nothing. But he said, I need to leave. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Amen. They were still carnal. Looking at Jesus Christ, which was their Messiah, they had understood and they had accepted him as that, but they didn't think that he would leave. And Jesus said, well, if I don't leave, the Holy Ghost can't come down. Now their walk was to become not after the flesh, but their walk was to become a walk of faith, to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, to mind things which are not earthly or which are not carnal or which are not fleshly, but to mind things which are spiritual. You can read this in Romans chapter 8. So the disciples even had to, uh, had to adjust to not being able to see Jesus Christ. Amen. And this is how we, now we show up a few thousand, couple thousand years later, and we're taught that you marvel not that you must be born again. And we, the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave power. So we received Jesus Christ, which is the gift of our Lord. The gift of God is the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we receive this. And yet we have nothing. You don't see anything. Amen. When I read to you the words which have proceeded out of the mouth of God, you, you can't see them, you can't feel them, you can hear them. Amen. And they come to life. Hallelujah. When you read, there's two ways that this word of God gets in you. You can see it with your eyes, through your eyes, it can, the, the, your focal, however your eyes work, the, the light reflects onto the page and comes back into you. Or if you read it out loud, it'll come out of your mouth and back into your ear. This is how you feed your soul. This is how you see the Word of God. And we're encouraged to do both as you read it or as you hear it. Amen. So you're saying, well, I, when, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I was saying that our walk becomes a walk of faith. And now faith is very specific. When, when the Bible teaches us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes by the Word of God, this is, this is the faith that you and I need to have. Amen. So how do you know you have the right faith? Because my faith comes from the Word of God. The Word of God is right. Amen. My faith comes by hearing. My faith, my faith doesn't come because I signed a membership of a church or because I was born Catholic or I was born Protestant or born a Baptist or born a... doesn't matter what. That's not the faith I'm talking about. I know my faith, knowing that my faith comes from the hearing of the Word of God, knowing my faith comes from this Word, knowing that my faith is synchronized or it lines up with what does say the Lord... Amen. That's how my faith connects with this word and my word connects with my faith because that's where it came from. That's the source. Amen. If my faith came from some other direction or from somewhere else, there'd be a conflict. There'd be a problem. But because my faith comes from this book, from hearing this book, from reading this book, from having this book preached to me, Amen. Because my faith comes from off these pages. Hallelujah. This is the faith. Amen. Knowing that God spoke these words and said these words, this is the faith which makes me alive and keeps me alive and keeps me going because I'm not walking after the flesh. 
but I walk after the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. I'm not living after the flesh. The just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, the Bible says. So I thank God. Amen. You're saying, what are you looking at? Well, you can't see it. Unless you have the faith that I have, you can't really see what I see in the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes it's even a little difficult for me to describe it. Hallelujah. Amen. Get into the Word of God so that you receive the sight that I have, that you receive the hearing that I have, that you receive the heart that I have received from God. Amen. Someone say, from God. Amen. So this is what we were looking at last week. And we're still, as I, as I further elaborate um, our, the, within the context of, of my general title, which is living or life in these last days, I wrote as a subtitle, if you're watching on Facebook, you can see the, um, the subtitle. It says, are you ready? He says, well, yeah, man, you've been preaching to be ready for six weeks or for two months. So yeah, I'm ready. Well, I'm glad you're ready. Don't get me wrong. But today we're going to look at a, 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 um, a different kind of ready. Amen. There's ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. That's good. But are we ready to live the life? Amen. Because we have some examples and we have a description of how we are to live. And we looked at that last week. We read uh, very quickly. I'll go through in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing, amen. Well, okay, now if that's going to happen, now what? What happens to the earth? What happens to the, what? What have I got to look forward to? Well, knowing, seeing that this is going to happen, knowing that all these things shall be dissolved, 2 Peter 3, verse 11. Knowing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought to we be? Amen. How do we live? The old King James Bible word says the conversation, our lifestyle, how do we live? How should we be in all holy living, godliness living, Amen. In holy conversation and godliness, looking. Praise God. Amen. So this is how we are to live. But today we're going to look at some circumstances, the elements that will come against us. Because verse 12, it says, Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. It's, he's asking a question. So how do we live? We live in expectation. What are we expecting? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for, my expectation is new heavens. Hallelujah. And a new earth. That's what I'm looking for. So I'm not looking at this earth and watching it crumble. Last week, we established for a couple weeks, I've been saying, this earth is messed up because of sin. Amen. It's not God shaking the globe. Amen. Sin, it, sin, just, it, sin is corruption. Sin is perverse. Sin is separation. Sin is deception. Sin is evil. Sin is darkness. Sin is, I can go on and on and on for what sin is. Amen. Sin is perversion. Sin is corruption. Sin is mortality. This is what sin is. So if you allow sin, amen, to thrive like a cancer that is out of check or that is not being checked out or not put in, then it's just out of control. And this is how we, this is how we live today. Amen. People say the earth is not made to sustain all these people. No, God's not dumb. God made this earth and he said, he says, he made a man and a woman. I don't even want to get into that subject, but he didn't make two men. Two men don't multiply. He put a man and a woman upon this earth, and he says, be multiplied. So God made this earth, and God made this earth right. It's just sin has messed it up. 
Instead of running around with a save the planet message, we should be, set, we should be preaching the message that needs to be pre preached today is save yourself from this untoward generation. Save your soul. Amen. If men and women, if we had half of 8 billion people saved, this earth wouldn't be messed up. It wouldn't be full of corruption. It wouldn't be full of whatever is deteriorated. Like I said, sin, sin is, is nasty business. That's why we were told, get rid of your sin, because your sin will get rid of you. He, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. This is scriptural, and this is biblical. And today, when you have people that are hanging on to their sin, I don't care if they're standing behind the pulpit and with what they got to say or with what they got to have confessed, if you still have sin and you can't can't deal with it, then get saved because the Bible teaches me that the Spirit, praise God, that will work in you, the Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, that same Spirit will also dwell in your mortal body and it's going to quicken it. Amen. Sin doesn't quicken. Sin brings death, the Bible says. But the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this is what quickens. And if you don't understand the word quickens, it means gives you life. It is a life-giving spirit. It is a dead-raising spirit. I was born in my, in my sin. I was born in trespasses. I was born short of the glory of God. I was born a sinner. That's how I came into this world. But I've got news for you. That's not how I'm leaving. I'm going to repeat this. I came into this world as a sinner. That's not how I'm getting out of this world. Amen. There's been a change in my life. If any man be in Christ Jesus, any woman be in Christ Jesus, they are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, not some things, but all things become new. Praise God. That's why you're sitting there saying, well, you don't sound like everybody else sounds. Well, I have a new mind. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I'm not in this, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I'm not conforming myself to this world. The archaic religious beliefs and traditions that the church has brought in, and now you have culture that is, wants everybody to be inclu all inclusive and all compliant. Well, I'm going to read some scripture that includes everybody. You may not like the message, but it's God speaking to us for the good of my soul today. Amen. So stick with me. Get a Bible and begin to read what God has. Amen. What the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church today. Praise God. Amen. And then it doesn't matter what happens to this earth. It doesn't matter what happens around us as we see, like God said, the synagogue, that's coming apart. It's stone upon stone. It's not going to one, not one stone is going to stay attached to each other. These elements. And this is what Peter wrote to us. So, but we, according to this promise, verse 13, 2 Peter 3, we look for new heavens. Amen. Uh, uh, what, are we, what are we looking at? What are we looking for? What do you and I expect today? We look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. A new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Jesus when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. What comes next? Amen. And his... Amen? And his righteousness. See, the kingdom of God and righteousness, they kind of go together. Amen? You can't separate that. Amen? I know some people, they have problems trying to fathom the righteousness of God. They say, how can God be God? How can God be righteous? How can, well, the righteousness of God is simple. You're either a believer or you're an unbeliever. Nothing complicated about that. Either you have chosen life, his name is Jesus Christ, or you have chosen death. God says, I put before you life and death. Nothing complicated for that. It's easy for a judge, amen, to sit there and say, well, you either have life, you either have Jesus Christ, or you don't. You're either walking in the light or you're walking in the dark. That's why the righteous, it's, when men and women implicate themselves, that's when the complications arrive. Amen. But when you read the scriptures in the word of God, amen, the righteousness of God, it's straightforward. God says, choose life and live. 
Amen. Some people say, well, what about purgatory? It doesn't come from God. So if you want to mess around with something that's man-made, go right ahead. It's not going to help. You can, have, you can light every candle inside of every church that lights candles. It's still not going to make a difference. Jesus didn't die to have candles lit. Jesus didn't die to have some prayers followed on, on, a, on, a, on a rosary bead or something like this. Jesus died that we, to become my redeemer. Jesus died and shed his, sled, shed his blood rather, so that I will be washed and I will be in, in, a, in a position where, where I have been given a new life to live. Amen. This is why Jesus died. When he came out of the grave, he didn't come out of the grave the same way he came out of his mother's womb. Amen. This is what makes the difference. The way I came out of my mother's womb is not the way I'm coming out of this world. Hallelujah. Or if I die first or if Jesus comes first, either way. Praise his holy name. I thank God today to have this vision. Praise God. Again, this is not earthly. If you have trouble understanding, continue reading the word of God. Continue reading the Bible. Praise God. Give, ask God. Say, God, give me a heart. Give me a mind. Give me the understanding to see these things which are spiritual. Amen. Right now, they're a mystery. The Jews couldn't understand it. Who's he? I don't know. Still waiting for, you know, you've got, I mentioned last week where our, our dentist was telling Lori, he says, you got to, and, and he's Jewish, so he, he's still expecting the Messiah to come, so he doesn't have a Messiah, but he's got two weeks of cans and two weeks of water and two weeks of batteries all lined up. That's because you don't have Messiah. Amen. Jesus Christ has come. He's in me, praise God. And it doesn't matter if I have two weeks or two months or two years worth of supplies, it's all going to fall apart. Amen. We just read this. So what's the use? Amen. It's all, it doesn't matter if I, if I dug a hole in my backyard and, and, and poured the walls of my bunker three feet thick. It's all going to melt. It's all going to be dissolved. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week we looked at this. I want to move on. So verse 14, 2 Peter 3 verse 14, wherefore beloved seeing that ye look for such things. So I'm not looking for whatever is being built upon the faces of the earth. I'm looking for those things which have been promised me. I'm looking at those things which God, amen, has given us as far as our direction is concerned. That's where my, my heart is set. That's where my mind is set. That's where my direct, that's the direction which I have chosen. Praise God. And whatever it takes to get there, God says, I will praise God. Hallelujah. I will give you the armor. I will give you, praise God, the strength. I will give you, amen, the anointing. Praise God. Amen. God is not a God to let us down hallelujah you have the desire you ask God say God amen I want to endure unto the end God will give you all the endurance that you need hallelujah his name is praise God so how do we live in the meantime verse 14 wherefore beloved seeing that you look for such things be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless that's now while we're looking I don't see how people can read this and interpret it and say, well, that happens after you die. No, after death is judgment. That verse will show up in the comment section. Thank you, sister. Amen. So we can't expect to say, well, it's, this, this, is, this is now. This is how we live in the last days. Praise God. So there's a little bit of last week's revision, a little bit of the introduction to this week. We're going to go into Luke chapter 21, the words of Jesus Christ. Share this link. Praise God. In 60 seconds, hallelujah, we're going to start this week's message. Thanks so much for everyone who has joined with us. It's the body of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the head is Jesus Christ. You better be attached to the head. Better be attached to the body. Praise God. Some people have allowed themselves to be separated from the body of Christ. And 
They are up to no good. Amen. We've got to stick with our family to go forth as an example of God. Amen. And this is what makes the difference. I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and they kind of mentioned somebody that, you know, we don't see very often, and, 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 and like harping, and he said, you, you know what? I, I said, this is, we're not talking about one person. It's so many people. Amen. And I know because of COVID, if there had been no COVID, we would see each other. So don't get this wrong because of our distance. I'm talking about people who live across the street practically. Amen. And yet they decide to pull back or they decide to withdraw. And then when it comes time to testify or it comes time to, to uh, serve God with however they once served God on drums or on the organ or on a piano or singing or, or just clapping or their offerings or their tithes, it's all gone. And I look at this saying, are we useful or not? Are we meat for the master's use or not? Are we being used or not? Are you useful for the kingdom of God or are you just useless? Amen. This is how God looks. I mean, this may sound rough. And it is. It sounds rough and it is rough. Don't get me wrong. I know I can hear what's coming out of my mouth. Amen. But it doesn't, God doesn't ask you and I for two. He's not asking for you to go suffer the death on the cross. He did that once to his son. Now we come in, and God's not asking. I mean, you ask for repentance, you receive repentance. Amen. Pardon of your sins, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Then when we look at this, amen, people don't live like this because they're looking at something else. I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say. As we read these few scriptures, amen, brother? And when you look around, if they don't have this vision, they, they're looking at something else. Well, they're mindful of other things. They're mindful of their own little kingdom or they're mindful of what they're trying to build or what they're trying to, trying to uh, add to their life and such. Amen. I don't see in the Bible where, you know, where Noah spent all his time building the ark. And I know he had a place to live, but I don't see where he was building condominiums down the street. He had enough to build his ark. Amen. I have enough to look after my soul, amen, with fear and trembling, as the Bible teaches me. Praise God. And, and as I said, these times make it more difficult, but we still have God. We still have an unchanging God. We still have an unchanging word. Amen. I know so many people tell me this as well. They didn't have COVID back in the Bible. I, I, I can understand that, and I know that, but you don't think God is God? Amen. They had other things that you and I have to deal with. We, if somebody gets COVID, two meters and elbow shake and, and mask and whatever, protect yourself from COVID. Back in the Bible days, they'd take the leper and throw him out of town. So at least now we just are told to stay home for 14 days and get rid of the virus. Back in the Bible days, the, the leper was cast right out. So they didn't, have co they didn't have COVID or the coronavirus, or maybe they did and nobody knew what it was. I don't know. But they had different things. Amen. And as I said, th things may change tomorrow. Something may become better. Something, you know, more than likely something will become worse. But what doesn't change in the confidence that I have, the assurance that I have, my God doesn't change and his word does not change. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. And I don't want my vision to change either. I don't want to be distracted because I'm looking for that day. Amen. The hasting of it. Praise God. I mentioned last week, Amen, that, 
You know, I'm not, I, I don't want to be found lax or comatose in, in serving God. I mean, we got to push forward. It's the, the, the urgency that we have in this last day is to, is to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. No gospel, no power of salvation. Amen. They need to hear the gospel. This is Romans 1.16. For therein lieth the righteousness of God. Amen. We've talk, been talking about righteousness for a few minutes. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Where is the righteousness of God? In the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Read it in the next verse. Verse 17. For therein, hallelujah, praise God. Therein, in the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Praise God. So when people shut this book and people refer to other things, Amen. When you tune in to the word, when you tune in, if I'm teaching or if I'm preaching, you, you insist. And I know some of you have. You call me up and sit there and say, I, I, we need some more scripture, Lincoln. We need some more verses. We don't need some, no Lincolnisms. We need what God has to say. Praise God. Amen. And I thank God, amen, for keeping me in check. Because my faith which cometh by hearing him, hearing from the word of God, I need to hear some word of God. Amen. I need to hear, praise God, what God has in store for you and I. This is what puts us, puts us in a different position. When Jesus says, marvel not that I say unto thee that you must be born again, there's a different life that is expected and that is required of us, and this life comes from Jesus Christ. Amen? It's not something which comes from this world. And I'm going to read uh, Luke chapter 21. Let's find out. Don't look at heavens. Verse 33. Don't look at the heavens and don't look at the earth. It shall pass away. Amen. All of a sudden you're looking at something and then it's gone. So because of the faith which lieth in me, I'm looking at something which is eternal. Praise his holy name. Amen. I'm looking at something which is everlasting. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. I have something in my hands like I referred. If you, did, if you missed the beginning of the program, people sit there and say, that old book, yeah, that's old. It goes all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning was, praise God. You can read Matthew chapter 1, and you can read Luke chapter 1. That's the genealogy as far as the, um, the, the tree, uh, what's that called? The um, your family tree. That's the genealogy or the family tree as far as the flesh is concerned. I love John's genealogy. Praise God. He skips all the fleshly part. He begat this one and Adam begat and this one begat and that one begat, begat, begat. John just, he gets right to the point. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh because it was spoken unto a woman whom God found favor. And this woman res re responded to the messenger saying, let it be according to thy Word. Amen. So the Word became flesh. Praise God. It's not 40 generations and another 40 generations of begats. Amen. It's, there was the Word. The Word was spoken. The Word began to develop. And nine months later, a Savior was born. Hallelujah. And His name is Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when Jesus asked the question, they say, who do, you, who do people say I am? What's the rumors? What's going on here? What are people? And, and they, they, were, they were, you know, just like today. Oh, he was a, yeah, he's a good man. And his prophet, you know, like Jeremiah, like Isaiah, that's the same answers that you get today. Praise God. But you want the revelation which comes from above. You want the revelation which comes from God in heaven. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. This is what Peter spoke. And this is where how Jesus was blessing. He says, you know, Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what happens when you get something from above. 
Amen. When you have people just talking and saying things like this and what all this like earthly conversation and earthly talking and whatever else, not much happens. You don't get too far. Amen. But Jesus looked at Peter and he says, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. So if it's not flesh and blood, it must be spirit. Amen. If it's not flesh, if it's not fleshly, if it's not carnal, amen, it's spiritual. Praise God. There's the difference. So Peter, the revelation which he received was a revelation that came from above. It was spiritual. Praise God. Couldn't understand. It was mysterious. Well, doesn't he have some brothers and doesn't he have some sisters? And isn't, he, isn't daddy a carpenter? No, with that, you're still flesh and blood. Amen. Once you get born again so that you walk after the Spirit, your revelation changes. Your understanding of Jesus Christ changes. Your understanding of what's in your hand changes. The Word of God, I mean, makes a difference as you begin to read it, as you begin to apply it to your life. I mean, you see the difference every step of the way. Amen. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not everybody that can say that because they're entangled with the things of this world. They're entangled with that yoke of bondage which keeps them bound, which keeps them enslaved to the darkness and to the ways of this world. But we're not of this world. We don't walk according to this world. In Ephesians chapter 2, read that scripture a couple of months ago, I would say. Amen. Where as before there was a time when we walked, amen, the way the world walked, but not like that today. Praise God. Our walk is different because we have a different mind. Amen. I know people listen to you. If they sit there and say, you, it sounds like you have your brainwashed. Yeah, I sure do. Amen. But I got more than my brainwashed. I got my brainwashed, my heart washed, my feet washed, my hands are washed. Amen. My tongue's washed. Amen. I've been washed in the blood from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Praise God. I've been washed. I've been made clean. I've been transformed. I've been made new. And I'm not going to conform myself to this world. Amen. The system, the culture that we're supposed to have moral relevance. We're supposed to be tolerant and everybody's going to be included or in, 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 inclusive in all these things that we have. Trying to protect our cultures and social justice, they, they call it and such. Amen. It's just man just coming up with things that are manly and womanly and earthly and carnally and it doesn't apply because... I'm on my way out of here. And like I said, the way I came into this earth, the way I came into this world, rather, is not the same way I leave. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 21. Give me 15 seconds. Praise God. Are you ready? Jesus said, be ye therefore ready. Praise God. So I've been preaching for a couple of months. I'm ready to leave. We're ready. When Jesus comes back, I'm ready. I'm watching. I've got my lamp. I've got oil in my lamp. I'm standing. Amen. Thank God for the bridegroom. I have the promises. I'm working with the promises. I'm working with the Spirit of God. Well, all right, until he comes, you know, what are we, what are we up to? And we read this last week. This is how we're supposed to live. But let's look at some circumstances that will come against us. Luke 21 verse 33 is a scripture, is a verse, very short. It's often quoted, heaven and earth shall pass away, but the words rather, but my words shall not pass away. This is Jesus Christ speaking. These are the words of Jesus Christ. We quote that often. And this week, I want to examine or look very closely at the next two, three words or four words, where Jesus said in verse 33, I'm reading from Luke 21, verse 33, where Jesus says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Verse 34, the next two, three words, he says, after Jesus makes this claim prophetically, 
Amen. I know he's the son of God, but verse 33, this is Jesus the prophet prophesying. Heaven and earth shall pass. Amen. Praise God. The very next thing, you know, what follows after this. Okay, heaven and earth shall pass away. Okay, that's fine. That's what Jesus said. I accept it. Whatever. And take heed to yourselves. That's what follows, if you want to call it a revelation or the prophecy that Jesus gives us. Heaven shall pass and the earth shall pass. Now, better watch out. That's what it means in a more modern vernacular, more modern expression. Take heed unto yourselves. I can use the expression, you better watch out, because Jesus says, watch and pray. We looked at this for the past couple of weeks. So there's nothing wrong with me saying, you better watch out. You better be watching and praying. Amen. What's at stake? My soul. Amen. I'm not, I'm not saying all these things today concerned about my bank account or about my, my mortgage or about the vehicle I drive. Or, no, no, what's at stake here today is my soul. Verse 34, Luke 21. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged. So we're not dead. Amen. This is how we're living. Now pay attention to how you live. Pay attention to what you touch, what you handle, what you taste. Pay attention to how you involve yourself with the things or the cares of this world. Listen. Jesus says, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so, and so that day come upon you unawares. For the past two, three weeks or... I don't know, maybe it's two, three months. I've been talking about the coming, the day, the coming day of our Lord. You don't want to miss that day. There's not a second opportunity. Amen. You can't ask, hey, rain check. That doesn't work. I mean, you can't sit there and say, oh, well, uh, you know, maybe catch me late next time. Amen. If you miss the 10 o'clock bus, you just stay at the bus stop and you get on the 1020 bus. That's how a bus stop works. But Jesus Christ is not a bus. He's not a train. I don't care who sings what. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that when that day comes, amen, this is the gospel of the five whys. This is what I'm preaching today. Because Jesus mentioned out of ten virgins, there was five wise and there was five foolish. The five foolish didn't have what was required for them to endure unto the end. And when they went to replenish their supplies... Amen. They, they can't, it was too late. Before it's too late, I thank God today. I can say, God, amen, fill me up. God, fix me up. God, give me what I need. God, amen, let the preacher preach whatever I need to hear today so that my soul can be lined up, so that my soul can be in a, in a good position, that I can be saved and I can be sanctified, that I can be between your hands, amen, being formed and being shaped as a potter shapes the, amen, shapes the pottery, shapes the clay, hallelujah, so that when that day comes, amen, I, I'm not going to be found short. I'm not going to be found wanting. Amen? Because the Bible says Jesus teaches us going back to the five foolish virgins, they actually came back. Amen? But it was too late. Jesus says, who are you? I don't know who you are. If you're not ready, you're unknown to God. If you're not ready, God doesn't know who you are. God knows who is ready. God knows who is worthy to escape. Not all this week, but as, as I begin to meditate, I would say the last 48 hours, I'm saying, okay, subtitle, are you ready? Are you worthy? And I put it in there, I write, are you worthy? 
And I read some text. I'd be meditating. No, okay. Are you ready? Question mark. Oh, I don't know. Are you worthy? Are you worthy? Maybe next week I'll have a subtitle called Are You Worthy? Amen. When I, but when I begin to read these scriptures, I'm reading this and I'm going, you know what? I wonder if I myself personally, Lincoln, talking about me, am I ready for this? Because look what's next. Luke 21. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, alcohol has never touched these lips. I don't know what that, so, okay, drunkenness, I don't have to, surfing. Well, I, I'm as busy as I can be as far as this ministry is concerned. It's getting souls and getting the message out there. Thank you, God, for young men that are helping me and your offerings that allow us to push and keep pushing for the saving of souls and such. So we're busy. I still don't want to miss that day. Paul says, I'm going to do everything I need to know so that when it comes down to me, Amen. Paul the Apostle said this. Amen. This is what he wrote down to his church. He says, I need to be careful so that when it comes down to me, I've been preaching this, I've been laying my life down all these years, as far as an apostle, as far as my calling, but when it comes to me, I said, I want to make sure that I don't miss. That I'm not going to be fall short of the mark. So go back to Luke chapter 21. Now let's find out about you and I. 4, verse 35. For as a snare shall it come on... All. Someone say all. Amen. You want it, want to be, want, do you want me to be politically correct and have this all-inclusiveness, you know, mentality that's running around? Uh, I got some all-inclusive in, all for you right here. Actually, Jesus does. I'm just repeating what he said. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Amen. In French it said, all them, all the earth. So I like using the two French words. All of them, everybody's included. No exceptions. Amen. Same understanding in English just doesn't have that precise little word. It says, the whole earth. That's everybody. That's every continent. That's every little island. That's every, doesn't matter where you are. God says, if you be found, if you're at the bottom of the sea, I'll go get you. If you ask the mountains to fall on top of you, I'll go down and get you underneath that pile of rubble. No escape. All. Amen. So, if you want me to be all, like, all inclusive and tolerant and accept, well, yeah, there's no, everybody's, we're all, in, we're all in on this one. That's what I'm trying to say. But now look what happens. Verse 35, he says, watch ye therefore. Remember, we're talking about looking. I'm looking for something. I'm watching. I'm, I'm looking for that day. Amen. I can't tell you the day. If I could tell you the day, we'd have a calendar, and then every day we'd put an X. It's okay, today, tomorrow, we'd have a like, little checkpoint you know, on that day. So we can't check down. We can't check off the days, and you know, can't count down. And I wanted to drive so bad, I counted down. I, 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 remember, I don't remember specifically, but it was in the 400s. It was well over a year. Whatever calendar was in my wallet every day, I'd mark it off, say, oh, one more day closer to getting my license, one more day. And I remember it was counting like 400 and something days, so it was well over a year and a half. And I count down every day to the day when I'd be able to become a licensed driver. But it doesn't work like that for you and I because we don't know the day, but we're still watching for it. We're still looking for that that. that that the coming, we're looking for our salvation is what we're looking for. Amen. So here, continuing with what Jesus is teaching us, he says, watch ye therefore and pray always. And we looked at different scriptures, but the exact same words for the past couple of weeks. 
I'm reading right now from Luke 21, verse 36. He says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So this is our, this is our goal. This is our vision. This is in that direction that we are heading. Praise God. But what happens in the meantime? Amen. The message, the message that Jesus was able to preach, amen, speaking of the kingdom of God, amen, he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God is what the Bible says. Jesus says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. So what do you do? Repent ye and believe the gospel. Amen. So the message that Jesus Christ spoke, we don't, that message has not changed. We're still preaching the kingdom of God. It's at hand. That's how we pray. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Line number two in the Lord's Prayer, if you want to use that terminology. Amen. The last line of the prayer, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's how we, Jesus says, pray like that. Amen. If you ask God for the kingdom, you'll get the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. Amen. Thy kingdom come, Lord. I'm ready. Thank you, Jesus. So we preach, amen, the message that Jesus preached has not changed. We preach a repentance message. Repent. This is what Jesus preached. I'm quoting from Mark chapter 1. Amen. So what else is, how else do we live? How else are we supposed to, you know, what is going to take place? Let's go into John chapter 15. I'm going to read a couple of verses. In John chapter 15. Thanks so much for joining us. Hallelujah. Good to see my sister Sharon. Amen. John and Tina. Praise God. Amen. Coming to me by, I see them by text. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. We're going to read John 15. And anybody else, if you don't comment, I don't see you, but by faith you're listening. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Praise God. Are you ready? The reason why I finally went for the subtitle, Are You Ready? Because... Um, let's read what could possibly happen. Um, I don't think in this country we're here yet, but John 15, I'm going to read verse 25. But this cometh to pass, this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. Talking about the religious people, and we're going to look at that in a couple of minutes. We're going to go back to their religion. They, this is Jesus speaking. They hated me. Without a cause. Sometimes we're afraid to identify with the gospel or, or identify with our Christian living because we may not be accepted. And accepted is, like that, that's like a smooth word. Amen. There's a little difference between acceptance and hatred. Saying, so, well, is this possible? Well, have you lined yourself up with Jesus Christ? If you've lined yourself up with this gospel, go back a couple of verses still in John 15. Just jump back to verse 18. Jesus says, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, and you get, listen to verse 19, if comes this condition. Now, if ye were of the world, amen, 
I may be in it, but I'm not of it. And Jesus here gives us the definition. He defines the difference where he says, if ye were of the world, the world would love you because the world loves his own. So now we need to choose, do you want to be accepted of men and women of the world? Do you want the love of this world or do you want the love of God? Are you ready? Say, well, no, last week it was really easy to say, yep, I'm ready. I'm serving God. I'm saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm ready for Jesus. Are you ready for this? And now this week I'm looking at the other side of being ready because we need to be ready for some of this. may not happen to everyone. Amen. And more than likely, maybe it will. I don't know. Right now, I think things are not bad as far as life in Canada is concerned or even life in the U.S., wherever you're listening to me from. Verse 19, John 15, verse 19, he says, "If ye, this is Jesus. He said, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world... But, you know, that, I, I don't think that humanly that's not possible. I mean, I've gone, you know, Sunday school, they teach about that. All the time, but listen, Jesus is giving us this teaching in John 15. He hasn't even died yet. Blood has not even been shed, you know, has not even been shed yet. And Jesus has begun to lay down a gospel of separation. Be ye separate. Come out from among them. Touch not what is unclean. Touch not the unclean thing. Amen. There's no concord. There's no accord with light and darkness. You're either in light where there is no darkness because where there is light, there is no darkness. And serving our Father in heaven, he is the Father of lights. So you have a choice. You either serve the Father of lights or you serve the Father of lies. One or the other. The devil. That's if you're saying, who's the Father of lies? Satan. Jesus exposed him. He said, he's the Father of lies. The first lie came out of his mouth and he's been lying ever since. That's what that means. So what does that mean, the father of lies? Well, father makes a son or makes children, has the capacity to create. Ye are as gods. That's what Jesus said. So the devil being the father of lies, he spoke the first lie, and he's been lying ever since. So who's your father? Father of lies or the father of lights? Amen. Someone say lights. Praise God. Now, if you were... John 15, verse 19. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own, but because ye are not. Some say, I am not. Amen. Pilgrim. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. Stranger. Amen. In a strange land. Praise his holy name. Praise God. Some of those scriptures, amen. Find them and put them up in the comment section for me. Very much appreciated. Hallelujah. This is who we are. Amen. I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and I shall fear no evil. Praise God. Amen. For thou anointest my head with oil. Praise God. Amen. These are the words which I confess as I walk through. Amen. A thousand dropping on one side, ten thousand a drop on the other side. But he says, I will not be touched. Praise God. Amen. That deadly thing will not enter into my house. Praise God. This is the promise which I have received from God. And this is what I, amen, I hold God to it. God says, prove me. Ask. Amen. Command the work of my hand. Praise God. Amen. And I thank God. God is so good. I don't have to do so much commanding because God is 
just there when I ask. I receive, praise God. Amen. When things get tough and difficult and say, I command in the name of Jesus, I need your hand to move. Now, praise God, I need this door to be shut or I need this door to be open in the name of Jesus, praise God. And when I see the hand of God, praise God, move, amen, the way according to the will of God, then God gets the glory and God gets to be praised. Hallelujah. This is what makes the difference. Amen. This is how we can be. This is how you and I can be not, amen, in this world, but not of it. Amen. I don't have to, uh, what's the word, uh, comply, or I don't have to become, um, you know, manip manipulated by what they have to say. Amen. They put a red flag up and say, look, at interest rates are up or down or whatever. They sit there and say, time to save. Don't spend. I don't go by those things. Amen. Unless it comes out of the mouth of God, it has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with his children. Amen. I'm not going to walk in fear. Amen. I walk on a way which there shall be a way, and that way shall be called the way of holiness. Amen. I lift up a scepter. I lift up a standard that is, a, it is the Bible teaches me, it is righteousness unto God. Amen. So that God can be glorified. Amen. When men and women are afraid to take that step, well, I don't care. With, with, with you, it's impossible. But with God, these things are possible. Amen. This is how I serve God, and this is the faith that I have. Why? Because I keep reading, and I keep finding out what God has in store for you. What God has in store for me the promises which have become amen which is which is which is which is flowing out of the mouth of God amen you keep your book shut the Bible shut nothing coming out of the mouth of God amen and God says I am faithful to my word I have said it and I am well able to do it someone say hallelujah thank you Jesus amen God is not faint we, we, this is what we read three weeks ago, the teaching, saints don't faint. Why do saints not faint? Because their God does not faint. Because God's word is not only holy, God's word is true, and God's true to his word. Praise God. Amen. So it doesn't matter. Amen. I'm not walking after the course of this world. I sound different. I look different. Amen. I act different. I respond different. Amen. The inflation, that, that doesn't affect me. They say infect. For a year and a half, all we hear is that word. Let me say this correctly. Actually, I could stick with that. Inflation doesn't infect me. It doesn't affect me is what I'm trying to say. Amen. Inflation, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me because I have God's word. Inflation sounds like a man's word. Amen. Cost of living going up. Ah, okay. Amen. I thank God for my wife because I'm the type that every time the gas goes up, I go, oh, man, and then I'll sit there and blame, you know, whoever's making bad deals for us. And she goes, does it matter to you how much gas is? Who's your God? Yes, dear. Go fill up the tank. Yes, dear. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to have a good wife. Amen. All the brothers say amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. That's the God that we put. Amen. Begin to understand who God is. Amen. And then when you have nothing between you and God, no news report. I mean, what, whose report? The prophet said, what report are we going to believe? Man's report of deadness and doom and gloom? Or are we going to believe the report, amen, which comes out of the mouth of God? Amen, a report that God has spoken and he'll, he'll hold those words. Hallelujah, until they come to pass. Amen. So I'm in it. I'm just not of it. Amen. I'm in it, but I'm not a part of it. Praise God. It doesn't affect me when they say you can't do this. Especially when the devil comes around and says, you can't do something. Well, watch me. It makes me want to do it more. 
Amen. Because the devil is contrary to God. Hallelujah. When the devil says, don't do something, well, yeah, watch me, watch me want to do it, amen, even more than, praise God. Go, let's go back to what Jesus said. John 15, verse 19, he says, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own, which means the world would love you. But because ye are not of the world, why? Because I, but I have chosen you out of the world. Somebody say out. Amen. Therefore, the world hateth you. Me? Are you ready? That's why I finally went with the subtitle saying, are you, are you ready to be hated? Well, I don't know. Some people told me you're a funny kind of guy. It's a funny kind of message we're hearing today. Well, listen. Listen to what Jesus is saying carefully. I mean, if, if you want to hold this word up, the gospel of Christ Amen. Like I said, we may not be here yet, but now they're, you know, we get this, the strange treatment. We get the, the cold shoulder treatment. You know, uh, you and your thing. You know, they don't know how to handle this or, you know, that's, that's why it's, it's important that Jesus Christ and him be crucified, be ministered to this world, dying world, a world that is in need of a savior, a world that is in need of life and life everlasting. Amen. Jesus Christ came to give us that life. Praise God. And I know they'll find it strange because it's not flesh and blood. Amen. They can't see it. It's a mystery. What, what you all talking about? Amen. But when you choose this life, it begins to become clear. Hallelujah. You have an understanding Praise God. You have a peace. I've been saying this before. There's a peace that's inside of me. It doesn't come from this world. It transcends whatever is going on in this world. Because it's not of this world. Even if somebody stands up and says, oh, there'll be peace. Sign this treaty and there'll be peace. I've seen treaties, peace treaties signed between countries. Yeah, treaty. Let's sign. Israel and Palestine, let's sign a treaty. And they sign it. 48 hours later, they'd be dropping bombs. So much for that piece of paper. Amen. Men and, it's, what, men and women's signature. Hey, let's look at God's word. Hallelujah. This is signed. Amen. Sealed. Praise God. Sealed by the Holy Ghost. Nothing is going to change. Amen. This is immutable. Hallelujah. Speaking of the word of God. Blessed be his holy name. Unshakable. Truth that we have. So Jesus says now in this world... There'll be some that may not want to accept you. In fact, and I need to use a scripture because sometimes I sit there and I go, man, what did I ever do to that person? I don't get it. You know? If I owed that person $100 and I haven't paid them back for six months, no wonder that person's not talking to you. You owe them money. Pay your debt. I mean, don't sit there and go, what? For any other reason, if you're always taking a neighbor's parking spot, no wonder that neighbor doesn't want to talk to you. You're always taking their parking spot. That's not what Jesus is saying here. It's not because of things that men and women may be doing. Jesus is saying because of me. Someone say Jesus, me. 
I mean, you want to break the law, go ahead and break the law and suffer the consequences. The law has consequences. Pay the fine. Padlock your door. Amen. Amen. If Walmart, if Walmart is told, okay, we can half capacity, that's it. If Walmart would fill up their capacity, if they would break that law, well, they'd have their doors would be padlocked too. So when a church door gets padlocked because they're not adhering to the restrictions or they're, they're purposely going against what they could avoid otherwise, and they sit there and say, I'm suffering for God. No, you're not. You just broke the law. Pay the, pay the fine. Pay the consequences. Somehow, amen, the law is, there's, there's ways to adjust. I have two meetings back to back, one in French, one in English. So the capacity, we don't pass our capacity. Our English is capacity. Our French capacity, we're fine with that. Amen? Most, most, most preachers read their sermon anyways. Read it three times in a row. Have church. If you're only allowed 30% capacity, have church at 9 in the morning. Have church at noon. Have church at 3 p.m. Have church at 5 p.m. Have church five times a day. And work an eight-hour day. Amen? It's as simple as that. Like I said, 90%, you're just turning a paper and just reading it anyways. Just read it and repeat. I've been to church where the guy just sits there and he just reads. And he reads. And I said, you know what? I don't know where to go. I'll go to church a second time. And he just read the same thing over again. Same day. An hour later, just read the same thing over again. So there's ways that you don't have to sit there and say, I'm suffering for the cause of Christ. No, you just broke the law. That's all. I'm going to read this in Acts chapter 5. Amen? Don't stick with me. 30 seconds. Because here's some people that were, I, I, I shouldn't say some people. Here is disciples of Christ. Amen. They were some people. They were quite some people. Here is, we're going to read of a certain group of people, the disciples of Jesus Christ, who were thrown in jail. They didn't go to jail because they were speeding. Amen. They didn't go to jail because they, they, were, they got caught after, outside after curfew. Amen. Acts chapter 5. There's a lot of verses to read, but for the, for just for the sake of this message, verse 17, Acts 5, 17. Now the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. How dare they? You know, just figure their pious religious attitude of, you know. And they lay their hands on the apostles, and they put them in the common prison. Now, well, what did they do? I'm glad you asked. Amen. Because like I said, Peter wasn't driving down the road in his Maserati and he got pulled over for speeding and didn't pay the fine. No. Jump down to verse 40. Now they're in prison. They spend the night in prison. Acts 5 verse 40. And to, and to him they agreed. Okay, now they came up with this solution. This is what we're going to tell these men. We're going to try to control this situation. Yeah, you go ahead. You're up against God. Good luck. Amen. See, when it's man fighting man and women within the ordinances of this earth and whatever, it's, it's flesh and blood fighting flesh and blood. And it just ends up to be a carnal dispute. And you know what's sad? When all that is said and done, God always gets blamed. Not walking up to the Spirit of God, just minding things which are of the flesh. And look at the situation that we have today. But listen to verse 40. There's a difference. These men, they are brought out of their prison cells. Verse 40, Acts 5, verse 40. And when they had called the apostles, they said, let's beat them while we have them. So they get, I don't know how they were beaten with a stick or with the whip. 
They left with some scars, put it this way. Let me go back to my subtitle, Are You Ready? And that's why I'm looking at these scriptures, saying this is how we're supposed to live. Yeah, we determined in Acts chapter 2 about three, four weeks ago that these are the last days by Peter. Amen. Now, Peter here, uh, this is Acts chapter 2, so chapter 3, chapter 4, two chapters later, or three chapters later, Peter is suffering um, the consequences, let's say, of the name of Jesus. There was no law. There's no law that says I can't say Jesus Christ. Amen. So they went to jail without a cause. I hope you're beginning to understand where I'm putting these scriptures and putting this together. They didn't break any law. They were preaching. They were healing. They were walking, making the lame walk. They were opening up blind eyes. It's just the Sadducees were filled with indignation. We don't believe in the resurrection. That's the, the, the sect of the Sadducees. They did not believe in the resurrection. So when Peter stood up and said, He whom you crucified is he who liveth. Amen. We're in a good chapter on how to live in the last days. Well, the Sadducees got all upset saying, There are no such thing as resurrection. Then the Bible says that's why they're sad. You see? Saying, where'd they get that name from? Well, they don't believe in the resurrection. That's why they're sad. You see? Sadducees. No resurrection. Paul says, if there's no resurrection, we would be of men most miserable. Got nothing to look forward to. But I have something today, not only to look forward to, but I'm looking and I'm waiting and my watching. Praise God. Here he comes. Praise God. Amen. But in the meantime, while I'm watching, like I said, without a cause, toss them in jail. We'll find something, you know, we'll stick. Let's, you know, beat them. Give them a few lashings or whatever without a cause. Now listen to what they commanded. Now they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. Now had Peter and James, and it, we're not told here, it says the apostles, and I know Peter's in amongst them, and I'm sure John was in James. And, and, now had they become compliant This is Peter leaving the courtroom. Well, James, it's a good thing I didn't sell my boat. I get my boat out. I've had it in storage. It's up on the docks. Good thing I still got my boat. Can't say Jesus anymore. We're out of business. Done. Going back fishing. Had it been up to the devil, verse 40 or verse 41, I'm at verse 40, Acts 5, verse 40 would, have been, would be the end of the Acts. No more actions. No more acts. Had they gone home? Had they listened to what man had said? Amen. I know someone gave me, on the, gave me a phone call. They said, well, you know what? You, you need to listen to what Paul wrote. You know that you have to. And they quote these scriptures. says, who wrote those verses? The man who said, I mean, you need to understand the spirit. You need to understand the context. You need to understand, first of all, who Paul was. Because the man who wrote saying, you need to listen to authorities and subject, be subject to all these things. And people saying, put a mask on, stay home, shut your church, and don't open it up. Love your neighbor. Who wrote these words? Paul. Paul spent more time in jail than any other apostle. So figure something out. So Paul's no hypocrite. I know that. Paul's an apostle. He was called. He was anointed of God. 
and the words that he, that he wrote, that he spoke are of the Holy Ghost. So you need to, you live by every word, not just take out one verse and say, shut your church, love your neighbor, put a mask home and stay, stay out of it. Amen. Because when I read him, and Paul went to jail more often than the whole, you know, all the other disciples and lost his head for what he believes. And here we have an example. He says, stop saying the name of Jesus. Okay. Go back fishing. Luke went home and opened up his doctor's bag, took out his stethoscope. <laughs> Does it still work? Check. <laughs> Is my heart still working? That's not what they did. And I thank God for it. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 41. Now, man tells them, don't speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. But that didn't stop them. Can someone say amen? Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Now, they departed. How do we live in these last days? They departed from the presence of the council. Not a very good council. A manly council. A fleshly council. How did they depart? Like I said, Peter wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to go back fishing. Get the nets. Get some fish. That's not how they departed. They departed rejoicing. Can someone say rejoicing? Amen. Now you'll see my debate between are you ready, are you worthy? Listen. Acts chapter 5, verse 41. They departed rejoicing that they were counted worthy. Hallelujah. To suffer. Amen. Shame for his name. Say the name. Jesus Christ. Amen. Young people, they offer you a cigarette. Not me. Uh-uh. Not taking it. Amen. Want, 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 want to drag or puff whatever. They, not, not taking it. Amen. And then they giggle and they laugh at you or they sit there. They make fun of you. Pfft, I don't care. Hey, if you know, if you knew where I was going, amen, you'd join me. You'd put it out. Amen. You'd stop your sin. You'd stop your nonsense and you'd come with me. Praise God. Amen. When you have this assurance, there's nothing the devil can do. It doesn't matter how much he laughs. It doesn't matter how much they ridicule. It doesn't matter how much he points. It doesn't matter how much they snicker. It doesn't matter how much they giggle. It doesn't matter how much they talk about you behind your back. There's something in me that's greater than all of that. There's something that lives in me. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And when I have this assurance, when the Bible says to be full of this assurance, you know that within me, I know that I know that I know that I know. There's nothing can take away what I know. I've already been told. God God has already spoken. Amen. God has already said what needs to be said. Praise God. And I've attached myself to it. Praise God. And there's nothing and no one going to change my mind. Hallelujah. That's how come I can stand. Amen. And it doesn't stop even when you leave school. And, and I, I haven't been to school. I graduated in 1979. So this is how long since I've been to school. I can't imagine what it's like today. I pray. Pray for our young people. They need it. Amen. Colleges and universities as well. Amen. More heathen you can. I mean, go get your degree, then get out. Amen. As fast as you can. You stick around the inside of these universities, inside of these uh, cultural, uh, man-made, anti-Christ, anti-believing, anti-God, anti-biblical institutions for very long, and it's going to, tough to survive. I know people have gone in, and they haven't come out the same, because they begin to have their faith, you know, chiseled away at, you know, one little word and one little lecture and one little course and one little, and then all of a sudden we become, uh, we, we become socially minded or we become uh, flesh and blood minded. I mean, we need to stick to the word of God. Like I said, at all, at any, even the devil, he will use anything at his disposal trying to get after your soul. Amen. So we need to be careful. 
what we're listening to, what we're looking at. That was the message that I was preaching last week. Amen. Some people are looking at the wrong thing, and you're going to end up in the wrong place. Amen. What are you looking at? Hallelujah. Looking for a new heaven. Looking for a new earth. Are you with me today? Amen. Praise his holy name. I'm going to pray in a few minutes. If you allow me to pray with you, I'd like, I'd like to do that. We can pray together as brothers and sisters. We know how to pray. We'll pray together. Because this is what, and we're heading in this direction. We've been looking at prophecy since the beginning of the year. And sometimes I've even asked God, even this week, saying, God, can I move on? Can I change the subject? No, you still have. And I went and looked and said, oh, yeah, look at all these verses that I meant to read last week. And, and I still have some more for next week. So I'll just change the subtitle maybe to worthy to, are you, are you worthy? Amen. Are you ready? Are you worthy to be hated? Are you ready to have the cold shoulder treatment? Amen. Are you ready to defend the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. Going back to the young people in school, like I said, they offered me what, whatever they would whatever bring. Whatever they could bring to the school, I mean. I didn't have it in the house. Amen. We, were, we weren't cabled. We weren't. There was nothing on. This, this. But then he'd go to school and they'd be talking about all these. It was strange to me because these weren't the things that I was watching. These weren't the things that, that I had been exposed to. And... You know, I still thank God by, for his mercy that was in me, that was upon me, knowing, you know, who I am as a creature, as, as, as made by God, for God, for the kingdom of God, that I was able to resist all these things. And young people, it's the same thing today. Recognize who is in you and don't let that go. Don't lose that, you know, Jesus said, they're going to hate you without a cause. Like I said, sometimes you look, you got a reason to, you know, to, to, to not want to do something. Or I had an experience a couple of years ago, I guess three, four years ago now, um, when we'd leave for a certain amount of time, you know, I'd get my neighbor and I'd, I'd pay him, you know, top dollar to, to mow my lawn. So we're getting to, ready to leave in the, um, in the spring, and I go to my neighbor's house and saying, I'm going to be gone for a couple of months, and uh, I, you know, I'm going to mow the lawn just before I leave, but can you? And he says, well, you know, and, and uh, I said, well, what's wrong? If you don't want to use your lawnmower, you can use my lawnmower. He says, you still owe me 50 bucks. I go, what? He says, yeah. He said, before you came back late in the fall, he said, I mowed your lawn. He said, pretty sure I sent you a text with a picture because that's how he, that, what's we did. he'll mow the lawn, he'll send me a picture. See, you owe me 50 bucks. So I go, oh, you feel? I couldn't remember. I'm not going to argue with him. It's 50. I said, I'll be right back. I went to the house, came back, $50 bill. Here's $50. I said, now about mowing, yeah, he says, no problem. I didn't even know I was indebted to him. I said, you just need to tell me. I said, I came back. I don't know. I said, weren't you gone to Australia for six weeks? Yeah. Well, I said, I couldn't pull you, pay you the 50 bucks. You went to Australia sailboating, you know. No, no, no. But he says, I said, okay, I mean, I'm sorry. I apologize because I want him to take, you know. I don't want to come back home with the lawn up to my knees. I've done that before. It doesn't look good. Amen. So I'm wondering, you know, he's not ready to be as neighborly as he always is, and he still is to this day. I was indebted to him. 
Amen. But I made that right as soon as I possibly could make it right. I didn't walk away. Oh, no, he's trying to rip me off. For $50, here you go, sir. Thank you very much. Amen. That's with a cause. Going back, amen, to what Jesus, without a cause. They'll look at you. They won't understand you. Say, I don't understand how come you, you don't desire the things. I mean, the, the, the world today, they're expectant, you know, for certain things, you know, the, which, which, you know, the top doctors or the top, you know, medical facilities are saying, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. It's all for your own good. I know what's for my own good because I have God who looks after me. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Thanks for your concern, but no thanks. Amen. Because of God who is in me. Amen. Because of the God whom I serve. Praise God. Amen. So when Jesus says, as he stands here looking at them, he says, if you're part of them, if you're of them, you'd all be getting along. But because he says you are not of them, he says they shall hate you without a cause. Hence my subtitle, are you ready for that? Amen. Are you ready for that separation? Amen. Are you ready to be separated? Remember what I was saying about the righteousness of God, how it's not all that complicated? You know, God sees goats and he sees sheep. Again, not all that complicated. Separate the goats from the sheep. That's the righteousness of God. He sees lightness. He sees darkness. And today, figure out, and you know this by reading or by hearing the word of God, figure out where you are at today. If you're still amongst the goats, the mammon, the world, a separation process needs to take place. And that can only be done through Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. This is how we live. They're going to sit there and say, don't, don't talk about, you know, Jesus Christ. They, they, they don't have an understanding. You know, the best their understanding can do is some Hollywood film that was done by some Hollywood director and they can carnally, you know, have a slight idea or, or that's as far as their understanding goes. Or a bearded man that's nailed to a cross and they call it a crucifix and they put it on walls or wear it around their necks. Again, this is all carnal aspects. Amen. To know who Jesus is, it's right here. Direct source. No interpretation. Amen. This is not the Hollywood version. This is God's version. Amen. This is not Hollywood. This is holy God. Amen. Version. And this is how people need to find out today. I mean, this is where it starts. Someone mentioned to me yesterday, said, uh, talking about, I mean, the way they evangelize and they testify, saying, you know, it, it's, so, it's such a joy to see somebody begin to read the scriptures and to fall in love with the Bible. Amen. And to, and to read and to, and to um, I was going to use the word feel, but, uh, and to receive what the reading of the word God does to you reading of the word of God does to you, amen, as you receive that life, because this is life, amen, and as you read this, praise God, you begin to see there's a difference, amen, because the, the light starts to do away with the darkness, amen, the life, the life starts to do away with the death that we were born with, and that change begins, praise God, amen, and it doesn't take God very long, because God is God, 
Hallelujah. Amen. He takes out the heart of stone and he puts in that heart of flesh. And then you're, praise God, you're on your way. That's how, amen, that's how it works. That's how, praise God, and it, how it starts with the word of God. Amen. To fall in love with the Bible, with the word of God. Praise God. Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us that he is the word. And I thank God today when I lift up Jesus Christ and the word. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass, but he says, not my word. Praise God. And I thank God today for that blessing. Praise God, which we have. In a couple minutes, I'm going to pray. I'd like to pray with you. If you're, having, if you're struggling or if you don't know, you know what to, you know. People say, I don't really know. Yeah, I think you know. Amen. What is required or what you need to say. The Bible says, I quoted scripture from Mark chapter 1, where Jesus said, the kingdom of God, the time is at hand. Amen. We're close. We're getting to the end times. Amen. Preaching as Jesus would preach the kingdom of God. He says, now, the time is being fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. That's the message that we need to preach today. A message of repentance. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then there's going to be a difference, not only in you, there's going to be a difference in this world. There's going to be a difference in your surroundings. Praise God. Like I said, you're going to be in this world, but you're not going to be of it. You're not going to think like them. You're not going to have the same direction. You're not going to have the same appointments. You're not going to have the same habits. You're not going to have the same destinations. Amen. You're not going to have the same way of talking. Amen. You're not going to have the same way of walking. You're not going to have the same way of spending. Amen. You're not going to have the same way of saving. Amen. Everything, hallelujah, becomes new. Amen. It's a new personality. It's a new attitude. Amen. It's a new direction. Praise God. It's a new way out. Like I said, the way I came into this world is not the way I'm leaving because of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Praise God. If you want to make that decision, I want to pray with you today. If you let me do that, that you receive, the Bible says in John chapter one, as many as received him. If that verse can be found in the comment section, I would appreciate that. I know it's John chapter one. I'm not sure of the verse. Let me see if I can find it. As many, the Bible says that Jesus came unto his own, and his own received them not. And then the Bible goes on to say that as many as received him, praise God, because he was the true light. All of a sudden, true light shows up upon this earth, and they say, oh, what's this? Amen. What is, what's this all about? You can read verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the, the world knew him not. Amen. Creator, word was in the world, but he wasn't of it. Amen. Last week I mentioned, some people have trouble believing, you know, the, 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 what we call virgin birth, just for the sake of calling, you know, had nothing to do with Joseph, put it that way. And I mentioned this last week, that the only way, amen, once, the Bible says because, when, because of Adam, sin came into this world, and sin was passed on to Cain and to Abel and to Seth, and then it was passed on to their, that generation, God tried to clean it up with some rain and so, with a flood during the days of Noah, but then just came back because it's that's genetically it, through the blood of a man, the sinful man. It was just passed on, passed on, passed on until Jesus came because it was a birth spoken by word. It wasn't the seed of a man. So blood was flowing differently than his own, even his own brothers and sisters. Amen. God made a difference. Amen. He may have showed up in the world, but he wasn't of it, wasn't from it. Word was spoken. That's how important the word was. 
He came, and it's verse 11, John 1, verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, but as many as received him to them, someone say to me, hallelujah, he gave. This comes from God. It doesn't come from religion. Amen. It doesn't come from church attendance. It doesn't come. It comes from as many as received him. John 1 verse 12, to them gave he power to become the sons and the daughters of God, even to them that believe on his name. Today, I want you to do what this verse says, receive Jesus Christ, and God will give you that power to become sons and daughters of God. Praise God. In 30 seconds, I pray, you've got 30 seconds to make your decision. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. 15 seconds. My brothers and sisters, begin to pray. I don't know who's listening. If it's one soul, a young teenager, 10-year-old, 14-year-old, whoever. Amen. Today is the start of the, the best. Amen. The rest of your life. Hallelujah. And it's going to be the best because you're going to receive Jesus Christ. And along with receiving Jesus Christ, you're going to receive power. Praise God. Amen. You'll still be in this world, but you'll have power to say no. You'll have power. That, like I said, they'll laugh. They'll point. They'll, 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 do, they'll giggle. They'll do whatever. Yeah, whatever. Amen. If you knew where I was going, amen, you'd lay all down the sin and the weight which, would, you know, which surrounds us, which so easily besets you, and you'd be on your way with me. Praise God. I want to pray 10 seconds. Decide right now before it's too late. If you feel that conviction, if you feel, amen, the, that pull that tug of God in your life. Amen. Don't put it off. Tomorrow may be too late. Praise God. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank God today as we look at so many different things that we looked at. And I thank God today because of your son, Jesus Christ. They, yeah, they, they mocked him. They poked at him. They whipped him. They, they, they pierced him. They chastised him. They, 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 he was abused because of my sin, abused because of my sin. And Lord, I thank God today, amen, whatever I need to go through, praise God, my brothers and sisters, I pray that we be ready, amen. Right now, they're just laughing at us and pointing at us, and they don't want to hang around with us, and that's all we can, we can, we can pray for the souls, and we can thank God, amen, for the blessing to be servants, to be sons, to have received power to become sons and daughters of God. We can only hope for the best, but in the meantime, praise God, we need, we need, hallelujah, whatever whatever is required for us to endure unto the end, because we're going to be enduring the hatred without a cause. Amen. People that are not going to understand why we're not cursing the name of Jesus. We're praising the name of Jesus. We're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're not using the name of God or the name of Jesus Christ in vain. It is our victory. It is our praise. It is our glory. It is our tribute. It's our celebration. Praise God that we have. Amen. As we can see it in the scriptures and the world finds us strange. Praise God. But Knowing that we are strangers, knowing that we are pilgrims, knowing that we are peculiar, knowing that we are different because of your son, because of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank God today, praise God, that we can make it through the course of this world, however days, months, or years are left, praise God, amen, and we're not going to turn around, we're not going to give up, we're not going to lay down, we're not going to become discouraged, praise God, we're going to lift it up higher and higher, praise God, what you have given us, that gift, praise God, hallelujah, if someone... Right now, praying for repentance, as the Bible teaches us, amen, to say, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Lord, I pray that your spirit, 
enter their life right now. As they receive Jesus Christ, they need to receive power. Power over sin, power over religion, power over darkness, power over disobedience. Lord, they give them power, praise God, to become that new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things will pass away. Behold, all things will become new. Ask God for it today, the gift of God. God has a gift for you. Listening to me, young person, young adult, Amen. Or even older, sectarian, or as old as you may be, or medium age, or, or whatever, whoever you are listening to me, if you ask God today, praise God for that power in your life, God will give. God is a God who gives. Hallelujah. And his gift for you is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of your sin is death. If you want to be paid for your sins, you just keep on sinning. But confess your sins right now and do away with it. Change your pay. Hallelujah. Change your wage. Amen. Change what God has for you. Praise God. Not death, but he has life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank God for it, my brothers and sisters. Thank God for this life which you have chosen. Hallelujah. This life which you have chosen, which is Jesus Christ. Praise God. And we can live this life in the name of Jesus. Lord, whoever is asking for forgiveness right now, forgive them as your word has spoken. As far as the east is from the west, their iniquity, their sin, their transgression, you shall remember it no more. Be they washed in the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Make them new, a new mind, a new heart, a new soul, a new direction because of your son, Jesus Christ. This is my prayer today. And if there be someone, one person, or more, praying this prayer, praise God, salvation becomes their way of life from this day forward, praise God. Hallelujah. And they'll know, praise God, amen, to endure, persevere unto the end, praise God. Thank God for your word, which we have received today, praise God. Thank God for all those listening, spending their time, praise God, within, with the house of God here in Montreal, the blessing that we have once again to receive your word. Lord, I thank God for this message which we have received. Make us ready. No, we're not just ready for the coming, but we're ready for the, for the opposition. Amen. Whatever is going to come against us, the devil is going to try to stop us, block us, make us discouraged. But the devil is a liar. I come against his forces right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. The wiles of the devil shall be quenched right now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. My young brothers and young sisters, amen. We will not be bothered by what the world, how the world treats us or looks at us. Amen. Even if they look at us cross-eyed in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Know who is in you today, my brother and my sister. Devil, back off. Praise God. Souls are being added to the kingdom of God. You cannot take away. Praise God. Off this foundation, you have no business on it. You cannot touch. Praise God. This foundation of the apostles and of the prophets, the chief cornerstone being Jesus Christ. And upon this foundation, we stand today in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for souls coming to the kingdom. Lord, I thank God now for my brothers and sisters as we look for the hasting. Praise God. We're not going to look Amen. We're going to take our eyes off this world. We're not going to look at the things in this world, but we're going to look for new heavens and a new earth. Praise God. Not the visible, but the invisible. I thank God today. Give us eyes to see what's coming, Lord. Praise God. We can't wait. We're expectant, but here we are. 15 seconds or 15 years. Be ready, my brothers and sisters. Be ye therefore ready. This is my prayer for each and every one of us. Thank God for offerings and tithes that have come into this ministry as we serve God. The blessing of the Lord is there for us. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Whatever our needs may be, 
Praise God. Amen. Mentally, spiritually, corporally, physically, whatever it is in Jesus' name, I pray 100-fold. Praise God. Amen. I pray a blessing and the prosperity upon the houses, amen, of my brothers and sisters, upon their families, their jobs, their resources in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what this world has to announce. Praise God. We live, praise God, by every word which proceeds out of your mouth. And I thank God this is the faith which my brothers and sisters have today, and we have it until Jesus comes. Praise God. Thank God for the preaching of the word of God We heard that we heard today. I pray, praise God, that every ear is open. Every eye, praise God, is open. And the hearts are open to receive, praise God, as this message goes into replay. I pray, praise God, amen, that people will listen over and over and over again. Faith that cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I give you all the praise and the glory, praise God, for what's in my hand and for what's in our hearts today. In Jesus' name I pray. Praise God. Amen and amen. Praise his holy name. If you have come today, today, if you said this is the day I want to put an end to my sins, it stops now with Jesus Christ. He gives you that power. I'd like to welcome you into the family of God. You have not, there's no better decision that you, can have, that you have ever made. Praise God. Today is life. His name is Jesus Christ. Praise God. Accept it. Believe it. Live it. Begin to read the word of God. Put it to work. Work with God and God will work with you. And I thank God today. Praise God. We all, amen, as we, as we are on that way which leadeth unto life. His name is Jesus Christ. There is no other way. So stick to that way. Be found on that way and stick to that way. Praise God. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. My name is Lincoln. You're listening to That's the Truth. And let's do what Jesus told us to do. Be ye therefore ready. Be ready, be ready. Praise God. Be ready in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Until the next time, I love you all. Be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God for the word which we have received today. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth.